Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue through the book of Daniel. We're up to the third chapter now. And we've seen in the first chapter how Daniel and some of his friends have been taken off the captivity. Uh, this was the first of three sieges before Jerusalem totally fell. And then in the second chapter, we saw how the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, had a dream, and that Daniel was the one that the Lord revealed the dream to, revealed the interpretation, and that the king at the end of chapter 2 exalted Daniel, raised him up, put him in positions of authority <coughs> over Babylon, made him the chief prefects over all the wise men and all that kind of good stuff. So now we get to the third chapter of Daniel. And remember, there's 12 chapters in the book of Daniel. The first six chapters uh, cover the chronology of Daniel's life. You're just telling Daniel's life story. Uh, then the last six chapters are dreams and visions that Daniel had during his life, which by definition means that those things that took place that we see in chapters 7 through 12 actually took place somewhere in the midst of chapters 1 through 6. Now we're in chapter 3. What's interesting about chapter 3 is that Daniel's not mentioned in this chapter, but Daniel's writing this. And so he's telling about this account right here. And we're very, very familiar with this, but I, I want us to uh, you know, pay attention to the details. You know, Some of these details uh, we'll be able to explain. Some of them we don't know why they're so detailed, but it's just good to pay attention to them. So here's Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, the height of which was 60 cubits, and its width 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. So here is Nebuchadnezzar. And if we're reading this, and we're assuming this is a chronological kind of thing, at some point in time, after Daniel and his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, after they had helped interpret the dream, after Nebuchadnezzar put Daniel in charge of all this kind of stuff, Nebuchadnezzar comes along and makes an image of gold. And this is the image that we're about to find out, that they are to bow before and worship. Now, remember what the dream and the interpretation it said about Nebuchadnezzar. Remember that? Daniel says, you, O king, are the head of gold. So here the head of gold is making an image of gold. And this image is 60 cubits, which is about 90 feet tall. And it's 9 feet wide, so it's very tall and it's very thin. And it's a very, very common symbol. It's actually a phallic symbol when you get right down to it. It's quite like what our Washington Monument is. And that Washington Monument is the same exact type of symbol. Uh, symbols are very, very important. <clears throat> and so he sets up this image in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Everybody can see this. Now, verse 2. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent word to assemble the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, <clears throat> and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. <coughs> so you're going to see certain repeated phrases over and over and over. One is that he set it up. The king had set it up. <coughs> the king had set it up. I'm looking right now in these first three verses. It's mentioned four times at least, and I didn't even count them. I'm just glancing at them right now. Okay? You'll have that kind of thing. 
And then this phraseology of who was to assemble the satraps, prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates. It's repeated. Okay, that exact phraseology is repeated. And so a satrap is like a governor. Okay, it's a, a word that was used in Aramaic for a governor of a, uh, of an area. Uh, the same thing for a prefect, just a different type of governor. And you think, well, what's a governor? A governor is a governor, a Babylonian or a Persian word, okay? So it's talking about those that are in leadership positions over the various parts of Babylon. Uh, counselors are actually judges, okay? And treasurers are exactly what you would think it was, those that are given responsibility over keeping an eye on the money. Uh, the ones that's called judges are actually what we would call lawyers or interpreters of the law. And the magistrate is exactly the way that, that we use the term magistrate, okay? It's like a, a civil authority that administrates the laws and things like that. And then he says, and all the rulers of the provinces. Now remember, there were many, many provinces uh, within Babylon, the way that it was structured. So Nebuchadnezzar has summoned all these for them to assemble together for the dedication of this image. Verse 3 says this, Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So you notice, is that not driving home the point? It tells you in verse 2 who he wants assembled. Then in verse 3 it says, okay, all these, exactly the way it was mentioned in verse 2, have been assembled. They're here for the dedication, and it's the image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up the fourth time it tells us that. Verse 4, then the herald loudly proclaimed, and here's what the herald said, to you the command is given, O peoples, nations, and men of every language. Verse 5, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. So there it is. Again, Nebuchadnezzar the king set it up. And uh, this listing of musical instruments is repeated again. We'll see it in just a moment. Same type of thing. And what's being proclaimed by this herald, that when you hear this music of all this huge orchestra going on right here, that you're to bow down before this golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. I think we're getting some insight as to what that means and why. Because if he's the one that set it up, and he's the one in charge of this image, and he's the one that's demanding this, that when you bow before this image, what you're really doing is you're bowing before him. Get the idea? Now verse 6. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. The king was serious about this. And we've seen how he uh, flew off in the previous chapter. He was going to kill all of his wise men because they couldn't tell the dream of the interpretation. And now he just said, we're just going to cut to the chase. If you don't do it, we're going to cast you into a blazing fire. Now, most of us are going, oh, yeah, I bet I know what this story is about. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's look at one more verse here. We'll be done for the day. Verse 7. Therefore, at that time, when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. 
So we see that Nebuchadnezzar sets up this image. He calls for all of his leadership to come in the symbol around, and he commands them to do this. The leadership does it, is going to do it, and in the midst of all that, then all the people will, okay? All the peoples of every nation. So you get all this thing, nations, men of every language, all the peoples fell down, and they worshiped the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. In doing this, they're worshiping Nebuchadnezzar, and he knew it, and he had these people he thought wrapped around his finger. <laughs> I highly suspect you know what the rest of the story is. We'll look at that in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then.